Welcome to the Intentional Fulfillment Podcast, hosted by your one and only, Alan Nogier. I'm here to help you improve in every facet of life and teach you everything I've learned on a journey toward fulfillment, whether in health, relationships, spirituality, or finances. On this podcast, I'll be giving you my best advice, trainings, and mindset shifts so you can become the person capable of achieving anything. Hi, everyone. This is Alan Nogier, your host today on the Intentional Fulfillment Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. And today, I have a special guest. Her name is Montoya miller Monty for short, right? Yes. And um, Monty, thank you so much for being here. Let me ask you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Uh, Let me just get right into it and and ask you, what is it that you do? Because I love what you do. So tell everyone what you do. Okay. Well, thank you for that introduction. (laughs) And actually what I do has evolved a little bit deeper even since we last spoke. Yes. But in a nutshell, I'm a divine feminine guide. And so what I do is I work with women who are feeling disconnected from themselves. Um, They may not even really know specifically why or what's going on. They just feel like something is off and they've lost either like their passion for life or they feel like they have a hard time being creative and getting into flow. And they're very much in their masculine, like that go, go, go energy. they're burnt out, they're overwhelmed, they're not prioritizing their own self-care, their own spiritual practices, they're not prioritizing pleasure and play and really all of these aspects that especially for women, it like makes life worth living. Mm -hmm. Um, But for everyone, of course, but I think for women, especially being connected to that like Shakti feminine energy is so important. Um, And that's really like our life force energy that keeps us going. And So I work with women who are feeling all of those things and maybe don't even know why and help them recalibrate um, and come back to a place where honestly, maybe they've never even been before in this lifetime where they finally feel fully connected to that feminine energy and to who they are as a woman. Mm. Um, So we kind of go through a lot of the conditioning and programming that women specifically just face, you know, from a very early age. Um, So we really go through looking at that, see what comes up and take a step back to kind of begin to unlearn everything we've been Mm -hmm. taught about either what it means to be a woman and kind of what these roles that we have to play or how we've sort of been raised in this very patriarchal society. So looking at how we might be a female in this lifetime and naturally really like want to be in our feminine energy but because of this society that's very masculine we're almost like forced to also be very masculine so we have so many beliefs around like oh to be successful you just have to grind and hustle and burn yourself out and compete and be aggressive like all these very masculine things Mm -hmm. um and the masculine is beautiful as well but i always like to say there's There's two sides to both. So there's the divine feminine and then there's the wounded feminine and then there's Mm -hmm. the sacred masculine and then the wounded masculine. So, so yeah, so we look at all of that and um, there are eight feminine archetypes that I like to work with to kind of help the women start to embody these different parts of themselves that they may have forgotten about or abandoned or never really tapped into and activated. Mm -hmm. Um, And it gets really deep and it's really powerful and really healing. And it is what I'm here on this earth to do 100%. Yeah. So I, I can go more into all that. <laughs> we will. <laughs> kind that's, of nutshell. Totally, <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. And and I, I guess the, the very first thing that I guess I would love for the audience to be able to, to dive into 
is you mentioned the societal conditioning, right? Because we live in a very masculine dominant world where that's what materialism is. Like the material world is very masculine in that, you know, we want to grind and hustle to find validation in the things we produce, right? The masculine is very like physical in its tangibility, right? Um, and women do like living in this world. Tell me what, a, like, what are the things, the conditioning of living in this world? How are they conditioned? How are women conditioned? Um, and what are the things we need to break away from? So Logan, <laughs> it's a lot of a question, but thank you for taking it on. There's a lot there. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for asking. Of course. Um, I think, I, I think part of the, the transformation is just having these conversations um, and especially men like you wanting to know what, you know, women have been going through and just mm -hmm. wanting to hear their experiences and asking that question of like, what, what can be done about this? Totally. Um, so thank you. <laughs> of course. But, but yeah, so God diving into all the programming, I mean, it goes so deep for so many women um, and there's so many different facets, but for example, like in my uh, three month immersion, some of the wounds that we cover, um, there's one called the sister wound, which is really big between women. And this goes into the wounding around how women relate to each other, mm. um, which is why it's called the sister wound, because so many women are taught from a very early age to compete with each other. Um, there's very much this attitude of like, you can't trust other women because they're always trying to stab you in the back or they're going to gossip about you or if they're prettier than you, they're going to steal your man or like, you know, there's just this entire um, really like culture around how you just have to compete with women and you can't trust them. And it's not safe to be vulnerable with each other. Um, and that really breeds this very toxic dynamic between women that I think we've all seen. Like, I'm sure you as a man have seen women hating on each other in these different ways. I know for me as a woman, I've been in these relationships and I've seen it play out with friends and people I know, and even just on social media, um, other women tearing each other down. Mm -hmm. So, so that's a huge thing that we cover and just looking at why, why do I feel so unsafe around other women? Why is it so hard for me to connect with them yeah. on a deeper level? Um, because it's one thing to have friends who you go out and get drinks with and have fun at brunch together but you never really get to that deeper connection. It's always a very surface level friendship. Yeah. And I, I've always really struggled with that because throughout high school and even college, I very much saw this happening in my own life. Um, and I, I knew that I wanted deeper connections with women as friends, but I didn't really have the language for what was going on or understand where this was coming from and why it was so hard for me to just open up and connect with them. Um, so when I discovered the, the term sister wound, and I don't know who came up with this, but when I started researching and found this term, it was like a light bulb went off. And I was like, oh, that's why it's so hard for me to, to trust women essentially is what it comes down to. Yeah, and wh um, why, what, like, what happens in, in the mind uh, like of, of a woman and like what creates this sister wound? Like, why does this happen inside of a Yeah. Woman? Well, you know, I think it can be a number of things. Um, so, of course, there's always, like, 
past life stuff if you believe in that, which I absolutely mm. do. I I almost feel like it's kind of silly to think that in this infinite universe where really nothing actually makes sense when you think about it, uh, to think that this is our one life and that's it. Mm. Um, so for me personally, I believe we have all had many lifetimes before this and probably will have many lifetimes after this. So all of this stuff, it's probably things we've been carrying for lifetimes. But with that being said, I do think a lot of it stems from things that have happened as young girls, um, just watching older women around us that we grew up with, whether it was our, our mothers or aunts or older sisters or whoever. Um, because I think this runs so deep in our society. There's very much this, it is, like I said, it's like a culture um, where just this subliminal messaging is almost given to young girls that you can't trust women. They're going to stab you in the back. We see this all the time in like movies and shows, just the cattiness, mm-hmm. um, especially in those like more teen, like high school, college shows. Yeah. And so you kind of grow up just thinking that that's normal and thinking that that's how relationships with women are almost supposed to be. Um, and I think we see it even in like music and just all this different stuff that we're constantly programming ourselves with, because we have to remember that whatever we're letting into our field, we're, we're absorbing it on some level. So whether that's food, people's energy, um, music, you know, any type of media, Mm -hmm. it's all coming at us so fast and we're taking in all this information all the time. And a lot of that is programming our subconscious and we might not even be aware of what's going on, um, especially as a young person. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I think, you know, not to like go into the patriarchy and like hate on the patriarchy. Cause I know. Um, I'm, I'm okay <laughs> with it from a man's perspective, if you do, um, because I, I think it is important for men to hear this, not because you need to necessarily only become self-aware of these things, men listening to this right now. It's because this is actually super beneficial to you because um, just like there's a sister wound, I really believe there's a brother wound. Uh, There's a wound within the same gender. Always just, just because I think there's a lot of validation seeking in the opposite gender. Mm -hmm. And I think that's desire for validation in, in the opposite sex um, whether it's a desire for union, sexual compatibility, like the innate raw human thing, um, whatever it is, your validation for the opposite sex is creating this idea of competition against your same sex. And, and then when you're competing, you're also comparing yourself. And if you're comparing yourself, you're judging yourself and self-judgment is the antithesis of self-love. I, I don't know. There's like a huge aspect there too, I'm sure. Um, yes. So feel free to talk about the patriarchy. I don't mind. Okay. Yeah. Up, well, it's, <laughs> it's funny because as you were saying all that, I almost pictured this like spider web connecting all these different things because mm-hmm. that's really how it is. Like that's how deep this programming runs. And it is not just impacting women. Like the sister wound impacts men and vice mm-hmm. versa. Any wounding that men are dealing with is going to impact women. Totally. Um, because it, it does come down to judgment and when you're judging others so harshly, it's because you're, you're judging yourself too. Yes. Um, and, and so, I mean, we've probably all heard this before, but everything in life is a mirror. So whenever you're 
afraid of being judged or afraid to speak up or whatever, whatever's coming up for you, try to also look back at yourself and say, okay, where am I doing this? Or where am I not giving myself this thing? Um, so it's all interconnected. And I think that's just <laughs> a beautiful way to describe all of life. Like everything is so deeply connected, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, to go into the patriarchy a little bit, um, I, I think there are definitely a lot of women who are very, very angry towards mm-hmm. the patriarchy and the system. And, you know, they're like, fuck the system and all this stuff. Totally. And I totally understand and empathize. And at the same time, I don't think anger is the energy we need to move from to create the change we need. I love um, that you say that. Thank you. Because that's a reflection on both sides. And I know men really appreciate you saying that because they're going to listen to that. Pay- whatever you have to say about patriarchy, they're going to listen to it and be like, I see this person that's telling me this is saying it out of a place of genuineness, not out of a place of their anger or their judgment or their hate towards me. And that, and anyone who comes at a man through the lens of hate, it's hard to listen to them. And and that's true in anything, like whether it's racism, the topic or like anything, nobody listens well to anger, you know? Mm -hmm. So thank you for coming in at that perspective for acknowledging both sides. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, Yeah, I I really try to always see both sides. And I think that, or all sides, there's never just two sides. (laughs) But, um, you know, and this is not to say that that anger is not justified or valid. It absolutely is. But I think, especially to my women out there, it's very important to learn how to process that anger in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. Um, So... I've had a lot of anger come up in the past around the patriarchy and feeling like I have been stripped of my power as a woman. And, um, you know, just when, when you really start to go into this stuff and notice how programmed you are, it is infuriating um, because you feel so disempowered and you feel like you're just here as a woman for like men's viewing pleasure. And it's, you can't even walk down the street without feeling uncomfortable. And it goes very deep, but, um, it's important to understand how to process that anger in a healthy way. Um, That's not projecting it onto other people or onto men in your life who might not even be playing into that system Mm -hmm. or consciously trying to make you feel that way. Um, So yeah, again, it's like doing your own work behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to really going out in the world and trying to change things coming from a place of love and compassion, which is the hardest part. <laughs> totally. Which you do um, so well, because I know you, you do the behind the scenes work that you work on yourself and you come at it from a place of abundance. And I know that, and I want to get into that in a sec here, but please keep going. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I truly believe everything at the end of the day is energy. Mm. And if you're taking action from a space of anger or hatred or fear or judgment, the action actually doesn't even really matter anymore because that energy is what's fueling the action. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all feel energy, whether you think you're intuitive or not, we all feel it. We're all tapped into the energetics of this universe um, and what it means to be human. It's like, how when you have a friend who you kind of think they're mad at you, but you don't know why, but you can feel it. That's energy. Mm-hmm. So I think everyone can kind of look in their own lives and, and find those times when they've felt things like that. Or it's like you just feel something for some reason, but you don't really know why. And then later you find out 
something bad happened and you're like, oh, whoa, I like, I was tapped into something there. Um, So it's like, we, we all as humans have this ability to feel energy. And so if someone is coming at you from a place of hatred or fear, we're going to feel it. And that doesn't make people want to change. And so I think for both women and men, but I'll I'll speak specifically to women for this um, because I see so many women saying things like, where are all the spiritual men? Like, where are all the conscious men? Why? Like, I feel like I'm doing all this work, but there's just so many men that are unconscious and like not willing to look at this stuff and do the work. Um, And I'm going to challenge that and say that that's a story they're choosing to live in, which might be really triggering for people to hear. (laughs) But I, I really believe like, as women, we are leaders. We really truly are. Mm-hmm. We, we set the tone. Um, we get to choose, you know, like how we want to show up and what we choose to accept. Mm-hmm. And I think part of women stepping back into their power is knowing their worth, knowing their value and choosing to hold the men in their lives to that higher standard. Yes. So instead of looking at whether it's like your partner or your dad or brother or just male friends that you have instead of looking at them from this um almost like pitying perspective where you're like oh uh, these men like I wish they could just be on my level but they're just not there and it's Uh so frustrating for me it's like no how can you change the story and hold them to that higher standard because you know that they're capable of getting there yeah and And that's that's empowerment it's empowering versus coming from a place of pity like that's how that's how you help facilitate change, empowerment, and love. Yeah. And, and, and knowing that there is a huge difference energetically, again, between pity and compassion. Mm-hmm. So, so when you find yourself in that place, um, it's important to say, am I expressing compassion towards this person for like the programming they've been through and where they're at? Or am I pitying them and kind of like allowing them to be a victim? rather yeah. than holding space for them to show up in the way that I know that they can, because men will step up. Like they men will. want to, men want to be in that role of like being the protector um, and feeling like they're providing and, and not just providing in like a financial way, but in all the ways, emotionally mm-hmm. and mentally um, and spiritually. So you know, and, it, and of course, everyone, like, we're on different pages. So some people have more work to do than others. But as women, we need to start holding that space and creating that opportunity for men to, to blossom into who yes. they can be, instead of just being like, it's a lost cause. Like, there's just no spiritual men, you know, or there's totally. no conscious men, men just don't care about this. Yeah. So there, yeah, that's an important thing to, to look at. Yeah, there's two beautiful things there that I love that you said that men will step up and I want women listening to that to realize why they legitimately are leaders. Like when you say that they are leaders, everyone's a leader in, in their own, in, in, the, in the, the way that they've come to master in this world. And women have this natural mastery of compassion, understanding and expansion, because that is the feminine energy mm-hmm. expansion. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. masculine's mastery is doing direction and action. So for them, if you ask them to step up because you have the understanding, because you have the higher consciousness, well, then guess what? You're leading in that regard. And the man's mastery is that they will want to step up. So Mm -hmm. like you're totally spot on. If like speaking from a man's perspective, like 
if you hold a man accountable, like through empowerment and love, because genuinely all we ever want, I've, I've found to be like a huge void inside of our lives of every human's life is validation from the opposite sex, from the opposite sex that usually stems from our parents, but we won't even have to go into that. That's why, <laughs> that's why fathers have such a strong impact on daughters. And that's why mothers mm-hmm. have the strongest impact on sons. But for me, yeah. it's my mother. And for yeah. women I talk to, it's their fathers. We seek that validation. Yep. And so for Absolutely. men, that doesn't change when they're adults. Mm-hmm. There's still little kids inside who want their mommy or that they want that feminine love. And if you mm-hmm. approach them from that energy of love, compassion, and, and lead through your power of expansion, they will step up because stepping up is their yeah. power because they're manifestors. That's what they mm-hmm. do, right? Yeah. And the, the feminine yeah. is the expander. And you can't have manifesting without expansion. You can't have expansion without manifesting. They balance mm-hmm. each other out perfectly. So lead in the way you know. Yes. And, and ladies, yeah, I want to empower ladies too, you know. That's my goal yeah. to, to do their thing. Yeah. 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 Women, it's so important. Um, and it is, it's incredible when, when you are living your truth, speaking your truth, staying strong in that space, and also coming from a place of love. And that doesn't always mean being really soft and gentle. Sometimes that means holding really firm, strong boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but when you're doing those two things and just leading by example, it is incredible how the men in your life will take notice. Mm-hmm. and start to step up when you allow them to like totally. i've i've seen things like with my partner who is not a spiritual person but just by me living my life the way that i do and staying strong in who i am it's like he'll start to ask questions and get curious and be open to like trying these new things that are going to help him you know go to a deeper level within himself and it's just really cool to see because as women part of our gift is just flowing and not Mm -hmm. having to do and just being and when we can fully like sink back into that being and stop trying to do so much and stop trying to control everything which again we've been programmed to feel like we need to control everything totally um but yeah it's like that's where the real magic happens when you can just be yeah like for women especially who feel really connected to that feminine energy that that is our power like Mm -hmm. that is a superpower that women once you can learn to kind of hone that and just be in that space, <sighs> crazy things totally. happen. <laughs> totally. No, I, I, I love this. And it's so interesting that we live in, that we live in such a materialist world. And mm-hmm. that, I just want to point out that holds a lot of people back, especially feminine from their feminine energy, but also men, it holds you back from your feminine potential of expansion within yourself because everyone has both masculine and feminine, but mm-hmm. a materialist world holds everyone back from expansive, expansive possibility. That is so key of the feminine energy. And that's why we don't value it. And mm-hmm. I, I think in a previous conversation, we talked about how in ancient Egypt, women were worshiped mm-hmm. because that spirituality in the ancient days, that's what was valued expansion of the mind and of the soul and of the of the limitlessness of the connected consciousness, if you will, if, if that's what you want to put it, yeah. you know what I mean? But in a materialist yeah. world, I just encourage everyone to realize that you do not seek validation from the things you have. Right? And you don't need that kind of validation. You need validation just from you, from your self-love. And you just said it, women are meant to flow, to sit back and, and 
they deserve to have and to flow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think just humans in general have been taught that it has to be really hard. Yeah. And I mean, I know that's a huge belief that I, I still am working through is like to be successful and have the life that I want, I have to constantly be working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and um, again, that's that conditioning seeping in. And it's yeah. like, I don't even know where I picked that up. Totally. Probably just seeing my parents struggle and work really hard and still not have enough. Totally. Um, and it's kind of just this thing that society really tries to embed this message in our brains of yeah. like, you got to climb the ladder and totally. you got to be out the competition. And there's only so many spots at the top. So mm-hmm. if Susie over there is trying to also get up there, like she's now your competition. Yeah. Um, and and that competition, I do think sometimes some competition can be healthy. Of course. Um, but I, I think it's more about, again, turning back to yourself and not so much comparing yourself to what's going on out there, mm-hmm. but saying, okay, this is who I am today. This is where I want to be. This is who I want to be. So you're just comparing yourself to who you want to be. Like, where am I at now? Where do I want to be? What can I change to get there? Um, And then also just not taking it so damn seriously, because then you get stuck in this healing loop of just, it's never (laughs) enough. Like you're never done doing the work. And of course, we're never going to be done healing and working through this stuff. That's part of the human experience. There's, I I think the biggest (laughs) realization is to understand there is no end goal. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> you will set a goal, you will reach it. And so many people won't even take time to stop and reflect on what they just did mm-hmm. before they're already on to the next thing that they want to create or do totally. or have or be. And the pursuit of happiness is an illusion. Yeah. It yeah. totally is. <laughs> Because happiness is something you cultivate within yourself. Like you were saying, it's like that, that inner validation, that Mm -hmm. self-love that you have for yourself, regardless of what's going on in your external world. Yeah. Um, And when you can cultivate that, nothing outside of you can change that. So. And that's what you're doing when you're chasing, not just a financial goal or a material goal, but also when you said the healing loop, when you get stuck in the healing loop, you're just chasing an ideal, an idealized yep. version of yourself. You're still in the pursuit of happiness. And until you realize, wait, 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 I already am. I already am worthy, beautiful, amazing, whole inside. You'll stop. You'll realize I don't have to chase the healing anymore. I let it come to me when it flows. Mm-hmm. Like when it feels right to heal, I, I heal. Yeah. Any other time, yeah. there's no need to chase healing. I already am, you know, mm-hmm. I, I love that you said healing loop. I've actually, I've heard the concept. I just haven't heard it in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. The healing loop. I mean, it, it really is just replacing like striving for a financial yeah. amount or whatever material things. You're just replacing that need with this healing, like obsession really is what it, it is yeah, with healing totally. and yeah. with growth. Yeah. Um, so you're kind of, it's not better or worse. You're just replacing one thing with the other. Mm-hmm. And, and I think as humans, we just, I, I don't know why we do that, but um, mm-hmm. I think it's a lot harder to just sit and be the witness to your life sometimes. Mm-hmm. 
I think a lot of that can sometimes come from this place of like wanting to distract ourselves from what's really going on. Like if you're always moving on to the next thing, you never really have to stop and look at what is here right now in the present. Um, and in the present is the only place where true healing can actually happen. Yeah. And then when you're in the healing loop, you're definitely not present because what are you doing? You're idealizing a future compared version of yourself. You're when you're healing quote, when AKA not actually healing, but focused on healing to become a future version, you're Mm -hmm. focused on the future and you're right. That will never heal. And I, I see so many people get stuck in saying like, you know, like I'm working on my healing. Like I I was speaking with, with a client the other day and they were talking about uh, a past relationship and they were, and all I heard, you know, all I heard was this person did this to me. This happened to me, right? I'm he- I'm working on healing this, right? Everything about what they said was past, right? This happened to me in the past. And the mirror concept, right, was that it was being perpetuated into the future because I'm healing so I can become someone unaffected by this. And the truth is mm-hmm. you're only affected by it because you're focused on the past moment of it. So instead mm-hmm. of saying what this did to me, the simple solution is what did this do for me? Mm-hmm. right in this present moment who am i now because of it thank you for it yeah right and yeah and then and that's where real healing happens not mm-hmm. saying oh i'm healing right now you know because this happened to me because what are you doing you're just reinforcing the story just yeah. perpetuating the story that's it and we yeah. all do it we say this happened to mm-hmm. me financially romantically blah 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 and it's it's the very thing that holds you back because you're telling yourself a limiting belief. I'm not a happy person or I'm not whole. I'm not beautiful until this story changes. But the thing is the story will never change because who's perpetuating the story? You are in your mind. Mm-hmm. It never yeah. will change. <laughs> yeah. And, and this is where too, I think if we're going to speak on healing a little bit, <laughs> <Please>. um, <laughs> I knew we'd, we'd just go wherever we were meant to go, okay, totally. but um I think healing, because again, we as humans tend to overcomplicate everything and mm-hmm. want to make everything harder for ourselves. Yeah. And there are certain things that the healing is deep and really scary and terrifying and emotional. Um, but on a day-to-day basis, healing actually doesn't need to be this like big, I don't know, like challenging mountain that you're like, how am I going to conquer mm-hmm. this? It's really just simply about, like you were saying, moving through your life with so much presence that as soon as you get triggered by something, you have the awareness to say, oh, okay, this is coming up for me. What's going on here? What's the story I'm creating around this? And realizing that when you're in the present, you can literally change timelines. Like Mm -hmm. you can shift to a completely new timeline and say, Hmm. Okay. The old version of me really wants to react in this way, mm-hmm. but because I'm being present right now, how do I want to choose to react? And it's those choices that create your entire life. Mm-hmm. So it's like moment to moment when you can be present with whatever is coming up and choose how you want to respond instead of just reacting out of like anger or getting frustrated or going into victim mode and being like, Oh, like, this always happens to me, like blah, 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 you know, and letting those stories take hold of you, you can choose to respond differently and Mm -hmm. say, okay, what, what's an empowering choice here? 
what would actually make me feel good? What would take me to a place that I actually want to be instead of staying stuck in this victim mindset or wherever, you know, wherever you've been. Totally. And it can be as simple as just choosing differently and realizing that when you choose differently, you are jumping into a totally new timeline because that choice that the past version of you might've made probably the easier choice of like reacting and getting angry, that's going to set you on a whole different timeline. Uh And yes, you have free will. You can change that at any moment through different choices, but it's like, why not start now setting yourself up on the timeline that you want to be on? By in every single moment, making those choices to empower yourself and stay in your power instead of giving it away to something outside of you because you're letting it get you upset Yes, and you're letting those stories pull you down. And yes, acknowledge the stories, see what's coming up there. It's all valid. It's all for a reason, but it's there to teach you. It's actually there to help you and support you in choosing differently. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, it's simple. It's not easy, (laughs) but it is simple. It's yes, beautifully said, simple, but not easy. And I want to point out the trap. Like I, I want people to know that this is a trap because you literally described it perfectly. What is the one thing that holds us back from making, from living a life of intention versus being the victim where, you know, we're being led by life, by the external circumstances, right? And it's simply one thing. It's an emotional reaction. And I'm not saying to be a robot. I'm not saying strip your emotions. I'm saying the most beautiful emotions, you know, like if you want to live an actually meaningful and emotional life, those emotions are gratitude, meaning, intentionality, and fulfillment. It's not love, like, I mean, it is love, but it's unconditional love. It's not saying Mm -hmm. love out of anger or, or dopamine hit happiness, right? It's not, it's not excitement because excitement invites a duality that, you know, as soon as you don't have the excitement, the excitement of the high, you're down. And what do you do? You just constantly swing back and forth and you miss meaning, right? Because you're being led by the emotional highs, highs, or by the emotional lows, lows. And when you get into the sadness, the emotional low, lows, what do you seek? You seek escape. What are those forms of escape? TV, uh, gluttony, like, like sweets, all these things, romantic validation, right? And then what do you get from those things? You get emotional highs. And then as soon as you have the emotional highs and then they go away, that's why a nicotine smoker has a hard time quitting because they're living for the emotional high to escape the emotional low, but they don't realize that the emotional high invites the emotional low. It's a cycle. It's a vicious cycle. And what is the solution? Emotional self-control. And, and, and in this way, I love the word discipline Mm-hmm. Because people think badly about the word discipline, like disciplining your kids for some reason, like that's what comes to yeah. mind for most people. And really discipline, the root word is disciple. It's something you've dedicated yourself to mastery. And what does it take to be a disciple and dedicated to mastering something? It takes emotional self-control to forego everything else. Mm. Like to really sit And you have these cravings, you have these desires, you have the inkling to go low or to go high, but you stay right in the gratitude, Mm -hmm. right in the love, in the sweet spot, in the meaning, in the discipline, right? Yeah. And it's, life is so much more, if anybody wants to read the book Essentialist or Essentialism, I forgot what it's called. It's in there somewhere. (laughs) Uh, Life is so much more about what you don't do than what you do. Mm. You know? Yes. Yeah. It's self-control. Oh, and yeah. discipline is actually freedom. Mm. And what you think is yeah. freedom of choice 
is actually the very thing that chains you. It's such a duality. I, I'm sorry I went there. It, I don't know <laughs> if the audience liked that. Or, or... And now a quick word from today's sponsor. And today this episode is brought to you by your one and only, that's right, that's me, Alan Nogier's very own book. It's called Intentionally Fulfilled. Now this book is all about becoming intentional toward a life that you love. It's about becoming fulfilled. I help you do this through an actionable process of manifesting your greatest reality that you can implement as you're reading the book. On this journey, you're gonna discover an insane amount of spiritual undertones, understanding of the egoic godlike complex, how your finances, relationships, your health, how it all ties together so that you can become intentional in every aspect of your life. And I promise when you're done reading this book, you will not be the same person. Now, if you're enjoying this podcast, go ahead and find this book on Amazon, either on paperback or Kindle version by typing in intentionally fulfilled or by typing in my name, Alan Nogier. I hope you get a chance to read it. And if you do, it would mean the world to me if you left me a review. Now let's go ahead and get back to the episode. But I don't know. I, I hope it made sense. We'll find out. Yeah, I guess we'll find out or, or whatever. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. No, it absolutely makes sense. And it kind of reminds me of the relationship between the feminine and masculine because I think mm-hmm. I think we also kind of talked about this the last time we talked, but yeah. for the sake of the podcast, um, the masculine is this like container that mm. the feminine uses to flow within. So the masculine is like that discipline. Yes. Um, and if you, if for some reason the word discipline, you're just like, I hate it. Like, I don't want to think about that. You can use the word devotion because it's like mm. same thing. Um, devotion might just be a little softer for people. I don't know. Yeah, totally. but, <laughs> but yeah. And, and so it's, it's that devotion. It's that discipline. It's the container giving you that structure to then flow within. So you can still be present and flow with life um, mm. instead of trying to control and be so rigid and like, it has to be this one way. But you need both. They work together so beautifully. And that's why it's so important to cultivate that relationship within yourself with your own energy mm-hmm. and tapping into both sides and seeing where you're out of balance. Because some totally. people, regardless of whether you're male or female or however you identify, some people will just naturally be more in their feminine and other people will be more in their masculine. Um, so you have to figure out for yourself, like, where do I feel the best? And when do I start to get out of balance? When do I start to sink too much into my masculine? Mm-hmm. And I'm like trying to control everything and maybe getting really aggressive and mm-hmm. don't know how to like process my emotions. So I'm just holding everything in. Or maybe you're getting too far into your feminine and you're not actually getting anything done and you have all these ideas, but you're not making anything happen. You're not taking the action. So they work yeah, together. They do. Um, yeah. So that's I- like discipline reminds me of that concept. It totally is. And it's such a great concept. And I, I hope that women don't get triggered by that because we live in a patriarchy in the conditioning that there is resentment towards male control, mm-hmm. right? And like male limiting and suppressing of a female. But when Monty says the masculine is a container for the feminine beauty to flow, it's not saying that you need to seek validation from a man to to give you that discipline. No, no, no. You have that within you. Exactly. Yeah. It's nurturing the masculine within you because you already have the feminine. So find that balance. And then for men, I love what you said um, because you were pointing out the, the pitfalls of, you know, when you have too much masculine and when you have too much feminine. And for men, if you have too much masculine, well, then you're stuck. You're, you're too disciplined and you don't know how to find meaning. You don't know how to express the emotion, right? So what you need is not motivational speeches, 
You need inspirational speeches. What you need is not more doing. What you need is connection, expansion. You know, you need that feminine aspect. And then for women, it's the opposite. Well, not for women, for feminine, you know, because you can be masculine and have feminine energy. It's really not limited to gender, although it tends to align with, right? Yeah, and I almost wish there were different labels for masculine and feminine energies because people hear that and they're like, oh, women is feminine, male is masculine. But we have to remember, like, we're talking about energy here. Energy doesn't know gender or sex. Energy is in the higher realms where these labels don't exist. Um, and so that's why, yeah, it's so important. Like when I, when I found out that I have both energies within me, I was like, what? Like I, (laughs) I just assumed I was just, I'm a female, I'm feminine, you know? Of course. Um, so when I started to learn, like I have to cultivate that masculine and actually like tap into it. And there was resistance there because I had so much anger towards men and the patriarchy and all this stuff. So I was like, fuck the masculine. Like, I don't want to tap into that energy. I don't want to be in my masculine. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's too much of that already. Um, but it's about reclaiming that part of yourself from an empowered space, yes. because when you can show up in the masculine from an empowered, healthy space, that's that sacred masculine. And right mm-hmm. now on our planet, we're seeing a ton of wounded masculine. Mm-hmm. So, so yes, we need to bring in more feminine to balance that out. But we also need to bring in the sacred masculine to help balance that out too. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, for anyone listening, it's important to dive into both sides and, and remember it's unique to you. So someone might be super feminine and vice versa, and there's no right or wrong. It's literally whatever feels right for you. And only you can know that. Yeah. And you know, something that was striking, that's struck me when, when you said, there's a, a lot of the wounded men. I think, I think women have this awesome, I love suffering. I love pain. I love the fact that um, my parents were immigrants and that they suffered and that I got to experience their suffering and I grew up with it. Um, you know, like we weren't like particularly rich. I had a single mom, like only women working and like my grandma didn't speak any English. So like thriving in this, in the, in the U S it was hard. And so I learned early on that pain is the greatest gift suffering. Like there's a reason the Buddhist mantra is life is suffering, right? Because Mm -hmm. suffering, it's not where you, I mean, yeah, you learn lessons from suffering, but more importantly, you find meaning when you suffer, read Victor Frankl's man's search for meaning. Oh, so good. Like, like a life of meaning, gratitude, fulfillment is found when you find meaning in suffering and you can, it's really hard to find meaning in joy because you take it for granted. You can, it's like, I will venture out and say, you only find meaning in suffering. And the fact that there are, I think there are more wounded men, I agree. And it's because we've had it so easy because we take the joy for granted. We take how easy it is to be a man compared to a woman historically, right? And we take that for granted. So we, it's mm-hmm. so hard for us to change. It's hard for us to find meaning, right? So I just want people to realize that well, the gist that I want to get to is that wounded men, like this, this ease that has created wounded, wounded men is the same unconsciousness that we've transferred to women historically, that we've given to them, right? And so if you want to change the world, I love that you say lead by example, 
the, the secret to changing the world is not to do the very thing that caused the brokenness to happen, which is the wounded man mm-hmm. to create the wounded woman. The secret is to be the change you want to see in the world. Be the healed woman. And that, like consciousness is contagious and unconsciousness is contagious. If you've ever gotten into a fight, you know that if you were the first one to get angry, they probably got defensive. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's so easy to see in your life. So if you want to stop like living your life by your external circumstances, AKA your emotions, getting angry, sad, blah, blah, blah. Well, first find that, that self-awareness of how you're reacting emotionally. Right. And, and, and then lead with consciousness, which I would say is love and intention. Right. Even when someone makes you mad, that's when you do it more. And that's how they will change. Absolutely. I mean, that, that is literally how we create shifts because Mm -hmm. the shifts have to start energetically. Mm -hmm. We live in a, a world, a dimension, whatever you want to call this, this Mm -hmm. place we're in where energy moves so much faster than our physical reality. Mm -hmm. So things are set into motion energetically before they manifest physically. So when we're continuously acting from a space of love and compassion, that energy is transferring out into the world and it's impacting things that we're not even aware of Mm -hmm. um, because it's all a ripple effect. It's all connected. And so it might take time to see that physically manifest and physically create a new reality on earth. But you have to trust that when you show up in your power and you act from a space of love, you are shifting things. And if you don't believe me, Try it in your own life. The next time someone comes at you and they're angry or they're being rude to you, it could be a complete stranger on the street who's just having a bad day. The next time something like that happens, instead of reacting and letting it throw you off your center, take a deep breath. (laughs) Recognize that this person in front of you is literally just an extension of you. They are divine just as you are divine. Mm -hmm. Try to hold that compassion in your heart and respond from a space of love. And if you can't do love yet, just stay neutral. Just stay neutral. Give them a smile. Say, you know, whatever. Like, you don't even have to say anything. You can just smile and and just be like, in your mind, just be like, I love you. You know, like in your head. Mm -hmm. Just send them love and just move on with your day. Totally. That shift is on a microcosmic scale, what we're talking about, because when you can do that all the time in your life, that's just going to ripple out into the world. Yeah. And imagine if everyone lived their life that way, we would not be in all the bullshit that we're in right now. Totally you know? would not. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. And, and that probably avoided a huge, a huge fight with your friend or whoever was coming at you. Mm-hmm. And if it's someone, you know, especially you'll see the shift when you don't give them the response that they're kind of looking for or expecting of you also getting angry and fueling the fire, they'll be like, Oh, okay. I don't, I don't need to do that either because remember everyone just wants to feel safe. Everyone wants to feel understood. Everyone wants to feel loved. So when someone comes at you from an angry space, it's that wounding showing and they're just trying to find that safety. They're just trying to regain that feeling of safety and control. And so when you can come at them with love and understanding, even if you don't say anything, 
they're going to be like, oh, I don't have to, I don't have to act that way anymore. Like yeah. you're showing them that there is another option. Totally. And sometimes that, that new perspective you're showing them of just like, no, we don't have to get into a fight about this. Like, this is not necessary. We can actually transmute this right here just by being in love and being present with each other. Totally. It's like, oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. I never, I never knew this. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I love how much this is the power of the feminine. Uh, and I'm so lucky to be a man and be able to understand this and, and have understood this because I know a lot of just people are, don't, might not, that you're, you approach everything energetically. Animals are so good at this. Why? Because they don't communicate with language. They have to communicate energetically, right? With their body language and, and, and all that flows out of energy speak, right? And I know so many people struggle with this because it's a little woo-woo or whatever. Yes. I love woo-woo. <laughs> I know you love woo-woo because there's some legitness to it. And until you have proof in your life, you will not believe us, but there is. Um, and before I say the word that most people are like, if I just say it, they'll be like, oh, okay, whatever, more woo-woo. I just encourage people to read the book, The Secret, or watch the thing on Netflix because there's a Netflix documentary on it. It's got like Bob Proctor, uh, uh, John D. I think his first name is, I know it's D. Martini. He is so good. Uh, like a lot of amazing people, um, which I had a previous guest. He introduced me to D. Martini and oh my gosh, what a mind blowing, amazing human being. But it's got a lot of really cool people. And the whole thing of The Secret is the law of attraction. That is the secret that makes wealthy wealthy, that makes meaningful meaningful, that makes all the amazing things in your life happen for you. And like you said, you've literally been saying it this whole time, which is when you focus your power in your flow, in your gratitude, in love, in that projection of love towards other, in being the conscious person, being the change that you want to be in the world, right? You can't be that if you're not focused on it. If you're focused on why, on pity, if you're focused on why this person did this to you, if you're focused on how this other person needs to change before I can have the life that I want, well, guess what you're giving your energy to? You're giving it to all the bad reasons. And the universe doesn't care what, what you, why you say what you say. It just cares what you focus on. So if you say, for example, oh my God, I called my grandma on this one the other day. She was like, I need to make more money so I can, so I can pay my bills. And I was like, you know what? That's not working for you, grandma. Because you're focused on paying your bills. You're focused on debt. You're focused on liabilities. You're focused on losing money. And that's why you can't make more because your focus is in the wrong place. It's not focused on expansion, on, on manifesting, on, on doing. And, and that's where like this woo-woo stuff can really come to play, right? But if you're focused on debt, well, guess what you're never going to focus on? You're never going to create thoughts that create opportunities for taking action on things that can actually make, like, make the endeavor happen for you because you're focused on, like, why don't I have more money? Mm-hmm. Like, trying to pay debt. Like, the law of attraction yeah. is legit. And that's why it's called the secret. Because until you realize it's the secret that what you focus on expands... Until you realize that, you're going to probably keep allowing negative focuses to come into your mind. You know, why this person did this, why I can't find the right person, right? why I always end up with this kind of 
guy, right? I hear that one a lot, right? Yeah. Like you said at the beginning, you know, they're always mm-hmm. thinking about, you know, well, why aren't there more conscious men in the world? It's because you can't see them because you're focused on the ones who aren't conscious. Because mm. I promise you they're out there, yeah. <laughs> you know? And, um, you know, the, the whole topic of manifesting, I know, has become so popular recently. Yeah. And it's almost like this buzzword. Um, and I know people will hear that and, again, think it's, like, really woo-woo and whatever. I mean, energy is, is science. Like, it is proven that everything is energy. Totally. And it is proven that there are things we know exist, but we can't see. Hmm. Just think about, like, radio waves, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, it's like, it's science at the end of the day. Like, like, yes, we can get way more spiritual and stuff with all of these concepts, but energy from a very general standpoint is science. <laughs> and I think with manifesting, it's become, um, sort of convoluted and people think they have to do all these like crazy manifesting rituals and like all this stuff to make things happen. And for me, it's, it's very simple. It's about actually not even trying to manifest things because when you are trying to manifest something, you are claiming to the universe that you do not yet have that thing. So already you're coming from a space of lack. Like if you're like, I really want to manifest a new car. Okay. This is the car I want. You're already saying like, this thing is out of my reach. I don't have it yet. Yeah. And so I'm like reaching for it and trying to get it. I really, really want it. And you're putting this like desperate lack yeah. of energy into what you're trying to manifest. So for me, it's about, again, coming from an energetic standpoint, mm-hmm. everything that you want has a certain energetic frequency because everything has a different fre- frequency. Everything is made up of different kinds of energy. Mm-hmm. So like, a friend that you might have who's really toxic and you leave hanging out with them and you just always feel really shitty. Mm -hmm. They're probably vibrating at a pretty low frequency. And that's why when you're with them, you don't feel good. Mm -hmm. Whereas you might have another friend who, when you're with them, you feel on top of the world. You're like excited about life and what you're doing. You feel great about yourself. You leave there feeling like a totally different person because they're on a totally different frequency. That's probably much higher. Yeah. So same thing goes for everything that exists. It's all frequency. And so it's about you actually bringing the focus back onto yourself. And instead of looking outside of yourself for what you want, focusing on how you want to feel, because the only reason we ever want things is because we think those things or experiences or people are going to give us certain feelings. So to take it a, a layer deeper, it's about, okay, why do I want a new car? How is that going to make me feel? Uh How will I feel driving around in this beautiful, smooth luxury car or whatever? And when you can identify that feeling, that gives you something tangible to go off of and say, okay, how can I start to cultivate that feeling in myself right now without needing that thing? Because that's going to raise you to the same vibration. And then once you're on the same frequency as whatever you want, it just happens. Yes. And you... You can't predict how it's going to happen. You can't cling to how you want it to happen. You just have to stay focused on yourself and maintaining that vibration. And something else might come to you that you didn't even think you wanted, but it's so much better. Yeah. I, I got to say, that's one of my favorite things I've ever heard on, on the, <laughs> the podcast. Because I don't, 
I really don't think that people can appreciate what was just said until you go do it. So all I do is I ask you to do what she just said, um, to find the feeling, find the uh, harness that feeling and be that feeling because it's that literally I, I one, one of these days I want to have a physicist on here or something to explain how it, it legit is a science because people, yeah. when people hear you say it's a science, they don't believe you yet. They still think, Oh, that's exactly what a woo woo person would say. Yeah. You know, science. And then Go almost, look it up. I mean, Nikola Tesla and Albert Einstein and all of these famous people yes. that were kind of coined to be sort of like crazy and out there during their time. Yeah. Now we revere these people. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you dig into this stuff, these are concepts that, that they're they like, talking oh, yeah, about. that's true. Yes. They're like, of course, that's that's how it is. Yeah. So and do some research if you think it's woo woo. Just a quick Google search on energetics and science, the science behind manifesting. Yeah. And, and you'll just blow give, your own mind. <laughs> you will. And just to give people an idea of it's so crazy, the power of thought, right? Mm-hmm. And and what what creates higher vibration? It's simply a thought. Right. And this is what the law of attraction is found founded on. It's the power that what you think of expands. Right. Because just think energetically, like I'm no physicist or scientist, but I get the general concept, which is when you think a thought, right. Joe Dispenza talks a lot about this. Um, he's very much about healing through the power of thought. When you think a thought, you create a whole chain reaction of internal hormonal neurochemical, like, all the transmitter stuff that happens inside your body. And that's literally like, even at a molecular level, that's power to affect how your cells, even if you just want to go to the extent of saying how healthy your cells are, but really what's happening even at a greater level. Um, and research has, you know, taken like wavelength frequency of like a living plant and like a dead plant. And it shows that it radiates. I don't know how the mm-hmm. research did it, but it measured something. Uh, I can't remember, I'm no physicist, but that showed that liveliness can be measured in frequency, like energetic frequency, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so if, if you just imagine that at a molecular level, you're healthier simply by the thoughts you put in your head, right? That they're focused on gratitude, meaning, and thus your dopamine and serotonin that's natural and not externally induced, like goes up in you and your, your cells are, are healthier. And then because they're healthier, they're vibrating in a a much higher frequency, all of that is power to vibrate and resonate with other things in your life. And your thoughts can then perpetuate into like other high frequency people and connections Mm -hmm. can then lead to like a new opportunity that you couldn't think of before. And it's just a chain reaction and it all starts with a thought. And if you just understand the gravity of that chain reaction, you would start to take it more seriously. Like Mm -hmm. look it up, everybody, you know, yeah. Or just do what Monty said, find the feeling and do it. Yeah. Try it. I do think people have to see it, um, start to play out in their own life before they actually fully believe the power of this and, and believe that, I mean, we are so much more powerful than anyone even fully understands yet. Yeah. And, and so part of it is just starting to do this yourself to actually start to believe that you are as powerful as you are yeah for real you are everybody oh did i oh froze for a second yeah you're good you're good um you're back i'm back (laughs) what what a a 
I'm so glad we went in all these different directions. And I'm so glad that everybody, not just feminine, but men can also listen to this and, and understand the feminine. Um, I hope this was healing for everybody. And Monty, um, I, I want to ask you one last question, which is, what is that one thing that if someone goes and they do it, what, what's that one thing that could change their life or change the world so they can be the change that they want to see in the world? Mm. One thing. One thing. Most profound impact. I know it sounds really simple and almost cliche, yeah. but truly learn to be present in your life and in your body. And don't just gloss over that and like, oh yeah, be present, whatever. Like they talk about that in yoga. Cool. It's just a concept. <laughs> no, like be present with what is actually happening in your life and stop trying to project what you want to happen or what you think should be happening. Yeah. Be present with what is. Because from that space, you can actually change anything that you want. But if you're constantly trying to project and control and make things be a certain way, you're missing your life. You are. So- um, truly the magic happens in presence and that takes time to cultivate. And it's a lifelong practice of learning to be present <laughs> and not getting sucked in by notifications on your phone and people wanting to talk to you and all this stuff, but just <sighs> taking a deep breath, sinking into the moment and just being there, just yeah. accepting what is currently happening. Because if you can do that, you will realize that you can truly move through anything. Because if you're in the present moment, it's like, okay, in this moment, I'm okay. In this moment, I'm okay. Like in every single moment, you will see that you're okay, no matter what is going on. Yeah. Um, and that's how you move through anything. That's how you transmute things. That's, that's the secret to life that I think is so overlooked. Yeah. Because really we hear it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a buzzword that it's undervalued. And, and I always tell people, I don't say anything more than I've picked this up lately. It's a nice, fun habit. I enjoy whenever I see them getting lost in a thought or their mind or whatever, or it is, or I say, you see, but with that upward inflection, like you see, and then I point at nothing. And, and, the, and they always say, no, but what you see, and that's the point you're missing it. Yeah. You're missing the beauty because mm -hmm. you're not seen. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I, I'm going to be the yeah. kind of dad who tells that to my kids every day. Like, you, you see, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to walk them out, like, on the lake or the ocean, wherever I'm living. And I'm just going to point out to the water. I'm going to say, you see? And they're going to be like, you see what, dad? <laughs> I'm like, don't you see? And then I'll let, I'll let them never see until they get to the age where they finally see and oh, the day they it. see they'll just know and that's the point yeah. of everything we've talked about you can't know it until mm -hmm. you felt it for yourself until you yeah. see you know yeah um, yeah thank you monty yeah. that was thank you such an exhilarating conversation <laughs> so fun <laughs> i know um, i'm like there's so much more we could dive into but we would be here so all day <laughs> We really would. It's such a fun conversation, but I mean, we could always do another one. I'm sure everyone would love to have yeah. you back. Um, so for now, thank you so much, Monty. Uh, I want to ask where can people find you and what, like, if people want to work with you, how would they work with you? 
Yes. So um, I don't know when this is going to go out. Um, like a, a month. Okay. So by that time, my, uh, my group immersion, which is a three month divine feminine group immersion will have already started. So we're starting October 25th. Um, I can push it and, up. I'll push it up before October 25th. Okay. It's totally up to you, but no, I totally can. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. So in that case, my, um, divine feminine three month group immersion is called wild moon alchemy. And we are beginning October 25th. There are currently only four spots left. I want to make this a very small, intimate group of women who, again, feel the call, like anything that I've talked about today in regards to this feminine energy, just feeling disconnected from yourself um, or wanting to really like dive into that part of yourself and unlearn that conditioning. This is for you if, if any of that resonates with you. Um, so again, there's four spots left and you can learn more on my Instagram, which is just I am Montoya Miller. So I have some highlights there talking about Wild Moon Alchemy. And then there's also a link in my bio with my website that has all the information, the application, everything you need to know. And then I will say too, I just started doing a donation-based offering. So it's called Unwind. I'm offering this every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. And Online it's going to be over person. Zoom. Okay. Yeah, on Zoom. So um if it works with your schedule, anyone can come and it's literally just going to be like an hour or so of time for you to relax and unwind, which is why I called it unwind. So we'll be doing things like grounding practices, um, calming breath work, and then maybe some like journaling and time to reflect with each other. And then we'll finish off with a yoga nidra style meditation, which I don't know if you've done yoga nidra, but it's basically like they call it sleep yoga because you lay down and you're guided through a beautiful meditation, but oftentimes people fall asleep <laughs> because that's how yeah. relaxing it is. Um, so I felt called to create this at this time because I think everyone is so overwhelmed with what's going on in the world and burnt out. And I'm such a huge proponent for prioritizing self-care and taking that time out to just relax and like lay in your bed and, and sleep if you need to. Um, so that will be actually starting this Wednesday and it'll be every week. And again, more information is on my Instagram about that, but awesome. yeah, you can register it's donation based. So anyone can access it and Beautiful. I'm just looking forward to like having that space to just chill with everybody because <laughs> we need it. Yeah. I, I want to give everybody listening two actionable things today. First, if you found this valuable, share this episode with someone uh, it could be a, a man or a woman. This is valuable for anybody, right? Everything we talked about today. And second thing I want, if, if you listen this far, I want you to take action on at least showing up to Monty's Wednesday. Is it Wednesday? Did you say? Mm-hmm. Wednesday. Wednesday night, 7.30? Yes. Dang, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. 7.30 <laughs> Pacific <laughs> Wednesday night. Um, show up. Show up. Do that. Treat yourself. Yes. You, you deserve to take a break for real. So thank you everybody for listening. And thank you, Monty. Uh, have a great day, everyone. See you on the next episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did find it super valuable and you want to share it with the world, make sure to screenshot post and tag me on Instagram so I can see what you're up to and we can connect more. And to get notified on the next episode with me, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen. Now get out there, do great things, be a decent human, and I will see you next time.